0: This conversation from the Augusta Golf Show is brought to you by Gerald Jones Audi, online at AugustaAudi.com. Well, Michael Wan just completed his 10th year as commissioner of the LPGA Tour. When he became commissioner, the tour had 24 tournaments, purses totaling, give or take, $41 million. In 2019, the LPGA had 32 tournaments and purses totaling a little over $70 million. Pleasure to welcome Michael Wan back to the Augusta Golf Show. Hello, Commissioner. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Thank you for doing this. Let me start with an, un- an unfair question. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. Um, the most satisfying thing over the last 10 years has been what?
1: Ah, the team that I've built. I mean, I've got an incredible crew here. I get to stand at the podium a lot and take credit for work that I really didn't do. And, um, you know, I just I think about the, the group that I walked in with and the group that I'm standing with now. It's um, This thing is built for a lot more success, and I'm, I'm most proud of that because the job's gotten easier in 10 years. Most people would tell you just the opposite, but because the team I've accumulated is so strong, I,
0: I'm, not, I'm not concerned about the future. What's been the hardest thing in the last 10 years?
1: Patience, you know, that's an easy, you know, I didn't have patience when I answered your question. The, um, You know, it's a different kind of job. You know, I've told people many times it's a little bit more like being a congressman sometimes than being a CEO. And um, I was given a few gifts when I was born, but patience wasn't one of them. And so one of the things you have to realize in this position is if you have what you think is a big idea or a game-changing approach or you want to take a dramatic, you know, shift in the path, um, you know, you got you've got a few thousand members that have to be in it with you, and and need to and need to have a voice, and you need to understand the down the pitfalls of some of those decisions. So, to me, whether it was launching Founders Cup, a fifth major, whether it was you know the, the creation of the UL International Crown, you know, changing Q School, um, you know. Uh, uh, expanding you know the L P J teaching club professional division overseas international TV approach all of those things seemed easy to me the CEO um, but really I, I've learned over the time that you know one I'll get in a much much better decision if I take the time to engage the players engage the teachers engage you know my board and the and literally the thousands of members um, all over the world and and two by doing that when the decision gets made that uh, we're all committed to making it successful so it's um, it's been the best and the worst learning experience in the job, the best because since I wasn't born with it, it's really great that I found a job that forced me to create it. Um, and the worst in terms of you know, anytime you're working on something that's not in your strike zone, uh, it's always kind of a grind. But it's uh, I'm I'm fast. I talk fast. I work fast. I, you know, when I have an idea, I want to implement it yesterday. And so being in a position that requires you on occasion to slow down to be faster has been an interesting mix for me.
0: Uh, let's talk a little bit about some of the partnerships you've formed. Uh- through the years is it fair to say that your number one goal moving forward is exposure getting getting the product on on television and and commissioner these days does it have to be television and and i know you've you've partnered up with the pga tour in this process
1: Yeah, so I'll kind of come, I'll answer your question in reverse order. So as it relates to exposure, um, yeah, the good news for us is, you know, we've gone from having, you know, 10 countries buy our TV rights to 175 countries by our TV rights. We've gone from having about 100 hours of, generally speaking, tape-delayed TV to over 500 hours of almost almost all live TV. Um, And so we've, you know, we've changed the ability to be a fan. I used to say back in 2010, if you're a fan of the LPGA, you work awfully hard to be a fan. You don't know when we're on, you don't know when we're playing, um, and no matter where you are in the world, you really have to kind of work it into your schedule. To a to a tour today, that's pretty easy to follow, pretty easy to accept. We're on almost all the time. You can count on when and where we're on. So those are those are the good sides. The the downsides are, especially as we just talked about the U.S. market. The Golf Channel is an incredible partner for us. Produces all these hours of TV that we sell around the world. But generally, the Golf Channel is made up of people that buy a prescription a subscription to the Golf Channel. It's a you know it's a channel that's probably pretty. Deep- Deep in your dial. And as a result, we don't really get a chance to introduce the LPGA to a much broader, what I'd say, more casual fan. So I think when I started, we had one network weekend on the LPGA. This year, we'll have eight, maybe nine network weekends among our 34 tournaments. And I think when we get that number to 14 or 15, when half the time we're playing, we've got some network exposure tied to that event, we'll have an opportunity to show our tour on a regular basis to another million or two million fans here in the U.S. that probably haven't seen us in a while. Wild, don't get to see us all the time, and and when we have those moments, um, they tend to shed light for a long time. So those big moments for us, in our case, five majors, the Olympics, our Tour Championship, um, you know, big events like Solheim Cup and UL International Crown are all um, are all moments that kind of break us out of the normal clutter.
0: We're uh, on a speed date with the commissioner, of the LPGA, Michael Juan, here on the Augusta Golf Show. Uh, partnerships. Um, I would make the case, Michael, you you don't have to do this that the deal that you made with the PGA of America to create the KPMG PGA Women's Championship now years past that seems like a seminal moment for the organization
1: yeah I, i'm uh, I, I think that's probably right i'll let you i'll let uh, let others make those decisions i would tell you to take that one step farther The contracts and agreements and really partnerships we've created with the other largest entities in the sport Mm -hmm. have been the difference between the LPGA then and now. And what I mean by that is whether it's the USGA and what they've done for us, not only in terms of the US Women's Open, but probably just as importantly the partnership we've created to create LPGA USGA Girls Golf. I mean, now when I started, you know, under 20% of junior golfers were girls. It looked very much like adult golf. Now 36% of the future of the game is, is women. So, I mean, you know, we're Going to have a more like 50-50 sport here in the next 15 or 20 years because of what we're doing with junior golf together with USGA. We partnered with the PGA Tour and our both our our TV rights and our and our growing the game initiatives and our digital impact. We've partnered with the RNA on multiple things, and including you know the, the the Women's British Open and more things kind of to be announced. Same with the Men's European Tour. We play multiple events now together with the European Tour where we can showcase men and women. But you're right. I mean when we sat down to talk to the PGA. About about what if, I mean, it started with a phone call that said, what if we created something this significant? And luckily for both of us, the next phone call we made was to KPMG and we never shared it with another corporate sponsor. So it's, um, it's given us another huge platform on some of the best, you know, stages, some of the best golf venues of the world. And most importantly, with that event, as good as it is for the LPGA and as good as it is for the PGA tour, it's better for women outside the ropes in terms of women reaching the boardroom, young kids that are getting a chance to go to college through their future leaders program the kpmg made that tournament so much better than a golf tournament and and as a result i think kind of set a standard that almost i would tell you when we started with kpmg we never had a women's conference tied to an lpj event last year of our 34 events we had 20 of them that had a women's conference so kpmg set a new standard that quite frankly when people see better they typically follow it and people have followed
0: their lead on that see i did not know about the other events having a leadership event such as that, because I think that's what set that tournament It more than the golf. That's what set that tournament apart is all the ancillary activities that take place around it. But okay, you're doing this in more in more locations. Congratulations on that.
1: Yeah, I would say that KPMG was one of the first corporate sponsors that saw us for more than uh, a bunch of great female athletes. They saw that w- what we really represented was leadership and empowerment and diversity and inclusion and the fact that these young girls come from all over the world, with each with their own individual incredible story. They, they really respected the fact that these women don't have a seven-year contract with a two-year option and no trade clause. They run in mm-hmm. their own businesses. They hire and fire their own caddies and physios and workout partners and, and nutritionists and, and they're you know they're 19 22 27 years old and they come from all over the world they move to America they learn a new language and it's um as one CEO said to me standing on the range what you have on the range here is what every corporate world is trying to figure out how do you create great female leaders from all different backgrounds and shapes and sizes and um, you know personalities I mean we have big small loud quiet you know and uh, and for, with all different stories so you know we, we realized probably through kPMg's eyes what we're what we represent uh, to the future of women is is a lot more than great athletes
0: this may be too fresh there may not be a lot of details yet developed tell me a little bit about the relationship you've you've started now with the LET the Ladies European Tour
1: Yeah, so the Ladies' European Tour has always been kind of a a sister tour to the LPGA, meaning we've always had a good relationship, we've always kind of stayed in touch, but in the last five or six, probably seven or eight years, the Ladies' European Tour has really struggled. It's struggled in terms of, you know, lost events, lost purses, you know, minimum TV exposure, and as a result, we kept seeing more and more, two things were happening, more and more uh, European-based golfers were were leaving the game, taking on second jobs, and then slowly but surely just kind of gone, and, uh, you know, even at our Symmetra Tour, which is primarily... U.S.-based tour that leads to the LPGA. We went from having the typical field of having about 20% Europeans to over 50% Europeans in the last few years. And and I remember thinking to myself, it's got to be tough for a young girl who grew up in you know Switzerland to have to move over to the States and compete on the on the Semester Tour. And that was never really never really what it was required to do. So yeah, this summer we started talking to the LET about doing something in concert. And the, the simplest way to answer your question is, we created a, a business between the two of us that we both own. of our board is made up of six of them and six of us. And together we're going to work to not only rebuild the ladies European tour schedule, but to rebuild the, um, you know, the influence that professional golf has on the growth of the women's game in Europe and around the world. So we'll, we've only been working on this for about 60 days. The players just ratified it about six days ago. And, um, but we'll, we're already working on a 2020 schedule that I think will have. I think we'll floor people with how many new events will be added. Most of them will be European-based full-field events. And then now that tour will have a pathway to the LPGA. Initially, their top performers will at least have the opportunity. They don't have to take it to come play in our final stage Q series. And then long term, I think as we build a full schedule with a lot of full-field events, our plan is to have that tour provide LPGA cards to their top performers, and then the next performers get a chance to go to our final stage Q school. So. We'd like to create a tour over there that's strong enough, uh, played long enough, that um, that I've always said, you know, give me a full tour's results as opposed to a couple of weekends in Q School. And um, so if we create something over there that's as, that's a strong qualifying tour, we're certainly going to provide opportunities for those players to advance here to the LPGA.
0: He is Michael Wan. He is the commissioner of the LPGA Tour. Uh, commissioner, I always appreciate you taking the time to do this. Have a great holiday season. Thank you for doing this.
1: Glad I could join you. Thanks for the call.